welcome back to, or welcome for the first time to, The Cosmic Cafe here at thecosmiccircus.com. This is where we bring on guests and talk about fandom with them and how it affects their lives and the way they consume media today. And we talk about a lot of fandom history on this show, and one of the biggest moments in fandom history was, of course, the Twilight Saga and the real-life saga about the Twilight Saga and all the craziness. So we brought Elizabeth Pfeiffer here for Valentine's Day, because um, it's a very romantic, um, love triangle story. And we brought her from Boardwalk Times, and we are going to talk about it. So hi there, Elizabeth. I'm so glad you have come and joined us today on the Cosmo Cafe podcast. And we are here to talk about the Twilight Saga, which is like, when you think about online fandom, like that's one of like, like a defining moment, I think, in fandom history. I agree. I feel like Twilight really came out at the perfect time, you know, as the internet was developing, when the World Wide Web was first invented, it was mainly used as a tool for adults and business and communication but you know as it evolved younger people started getting on we got forums and when the first movie came out the creation of twitter so twilight and the internet go hand in hand and really propelled fandom to what it is today and i'm so excited to talk all about it so yeah i think it came with the rise of social media i think that's when it got really kind of like they came together and so they like worked together kind of um, so for those of you who aren't really familiar with Twilight, it's a love story over the course of four books, five movies. Yes, they split the last movie into two parts, as, you know, those series do. Um, so it's a girl who moves to Washington, and she's there, and she meets this guy, and it turns out he's a vampire, and his whole family are vampires, and they're like hundred something years old, and so they have a romance, and then but also like they're trying to other vampires are trying to get main character Bella and then there's these werewolves that show up and then it turns into like the fans turn it into like a shipping war and the books kind of went into that and then at the end um she marries the vampire the first guy and then um well long story short the other guy who is after her um ends up with her daughter you imprinted on my daughter (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah, because they're soulmates, like they're soulmated, like in the universe. That's how it works, like imprinting. Um, that's a thing. So yeah, that happens. Oh, and Bella, the main character, becomes a vampire at the end, of course. So yeah, that's Twilight for you. But like, it's it's like it's very like cheesy teen romance kind of like that's the kind of thing. Like I've just barely explained it. Um, did I miss anything? You think? No, I mean our main girl is Bella Swan. Our vampire guy is Edward Cullen. And our our werewolf and or shapeshifter because there are some theories that he, their tribe is not even oh, they're not even werewolves they're shapeshifters um, is Jacob Black. Mm-hmm. Those are the three main characters. Um, I'm glad you said their names. Like I forgot to even say their names. Besides, like oh yeah, Bella that was her name. I don't know, um, but yes, I do know the names of all these characters. But yeah, so those are our main three. And basically the main thing with the fandom connection, I think is the shipping war between team Edward and team Jacob and who they thought Bella should have ended up with. Or in my case, like who I just liked better, I think, because like, okay, I'll say this. I was team Jacob and I liked him better, but like I acknowledge that I guess Edward was better with Bella because I guess, because I thought Bella was kind of boring and so was Edward. So it's like, they're a match or whatever, but like, you know, they're all right. But yeah, I had, I like Jacob 
better. But it's weird because I like more of the vampire characters more than the wolves on the whole, but I just like Jacob better than Edward. It's what about so, you? Yeah. This is so, what everyone wants to know. Yeah, for me growing up, I was definitely a team Edward girl. Um, I I have a funny story. I like identified so much with Bella for like just the silliest reason ever. It was my stepmom, Alicia, who introduced me to the Twilight series and we had watched them. And then um, with my mother, we had traveled to her hometown, which is a small town in rural Illinois. So I was like, oh my gosh, I am like super pale, like Bella. And I just went from Phoenix to like a rural town, like in the North, like the North. Oh my gosh. Like what if I meet a vampire? I was probably like, 12 so yeah always how old you are around when this was getting really popular like how old were you um in 2008 so I was late to the twilight train I in 2008 I was 10 and I really don't think that I got into it until 2010 2011 2008 is when the movie came out the book first came out in 2005 and I yeah the last book came 2008 and first movie yeah so in I think I watched all the movies before I read the books too so I know that's different for some people because they enjoy reading the books first. But again, it was my stepmom who got me into it. So those movies are easily digestible for a, a tween at the time. But yeah, I did like one at a time almost, or maybe not one at a time, but I read the first book and then I watched the first movie. And then I definitely read, like, read the books before each of the movies, but I don't know exactly the order. I mean, I read the, read the books in order and watched the movies in order because when they came out, except for the first one, I didn't see the first one in theaters. I got, I read Twilight for the first time in early 2009. So I was 12 and then I turned 13 that year. And so I was 13 when New Moon came out. And that was kind of, New Moon and New Cliffs were kind of like my fever pitch fandom of the franchise when those movies were coming out. So that was when I was in grade eight. So right before high school. Um, and yeah, it was, um, it was crazy. Everyone was like into it. And then like, the whole is like the paranormal romance thing it launched that so it launched vampire diaries i think came from the success of twilight mainly it's the success of that which i don't know much about but yeah that's a show yes um, i was obsessed with vampire diaries too ooh. later on um and then i think true blood was also honestly that that's like the more adult yeah. version of twilight but that came out in 2008 i i've never seen that because you know i was 10 and 10 year olds probably shouldn't be watching true blood but yeah it all it all sprouted from twilight and obviously before that was buffy the vampire slayer but um you know vampires back then were more undead looking and even back then like nosferatu in the 1930s when that came out like those were scary so it was really stephanie meyer that made vampires sexy but also a lot of people in tiktok talk about it now like this book is just yearning. Like nothing happens with the sexy vampires. It's just, we just yearn. And I think that is really what appealed to young girls at the time because they have those same frustrations and they can really relate to Bella in that way. Yeah, I also think it was a good time. Like, I know it's not the quite entirely the same demographic as Harry Potter. There is a Venn diagram, I would say, though. And Harry Potter, like the last book came out in 2007. And so the movies were still coming out, but like there was like less new story. And then meanwhile, like Twilight was still new to a lot of people when the movie came out in 2008. So like that kind of got people on the train as well. Although obviously the books were popular before that because that's how a movie even happened. Um, so yeah, I think that was like the, the sort of the successor to Harry Potter in a way, although like there was overlap pretty much with the last Harry Potter movies and the Twilight movies. Yeah. Um, 
the difference the last Tenet movie was 2012 which was 10 years ago that's crazy um I'd say the difference between the Harry Potter fandom and the Twilight fandom though was that Harry Potter it was really an even split between male and female and other audiences whereas Twilight it was just mainly young girls who were was there a big like gay male audience for Twilight I don't think there was I'm not sure but that like, is something I'm a lot of things yeah I'm not really educated on that I'm sure there were like obviously I'm not saying it was just girls who love Twilight no, I know a lot of people loved things, it like a lot of things like girls in like like Glee for example although there were like gay characters on Glee too so there's more to relate to like that was like a very female demographic that I was in like right after Twilight that was my next big thing um but the male audience there's like a bigger male audience for Glee like a gay male audience and gay women too but like I'm just saying so I don't know if there was that for Twilight as much um yeah I don't yeah. know um something that I I think is really interesting about Twilight and fandom in general is that while young girls were really, really enjoying it, I think that the mockery of Twilight and young girls really liking Twilight kind Mm -hmm. of shifted into a cultural movement because I remember liking Twilight and, you know, boys in school or other girls really saying, oh, Twilight is, Twilight is stupid, but it's like, Mm -hmm. why, How, how do you know that? Or how how do you know if you've never read it? Which I might get into the seeing it through the 2022 lens, seeing Twilight through the 2022 lens a little bit later. But I think that is something that's really interesting too. Um, mm-hmm. But that's nothing new really for culture. Um, I was listening to a podcast and people have said it before, but I just heard it again. It was, listen to what teenage girls scream about you know, like the Beatles, teenage girls screamed about the Beatles. And now they're one of the most famous bands of all time. Mm -hmm. And I think that those are some cross connections that way too. What what do you think of that? Um, yeah, I agree. Um, one thing I was thinking about just now is that, um, so usually like the things girls are obsessed with or whatever, like teen girls, it's like a boy band or something, right? Um, there wasn't really like a huge boy band of the time of Twilight where Twilight was going on like that kind of maybe replaced that because like there was like the Jonas Brothers were like kind of big right before Twilight was big and then Justin Bieber who's just like one guy but like I don't know because like he got the same eye the boy bands did yeah. and like I was never I was like I love Twilight but like I was like very much against Justin Bieber and like I still don't think he's that great or anything um I don't know I, I think he was too hyped up for me for my friends and I'm like this is like this is it like this is who you're obsessed I, I'm sorry um but yeah, uh, so I think Twilight was almost like, because you had like the different kind of types, like the boy band for the different types of guys. Like you had the vampire guys and you had the werewolf guys. So it's like, you know, it's yeah. like, kind of like fill the boy band void in a weird way. I, I, I get where you're saying with that, but also like One Direction was kind of starting to be big. That at was the same right time. after. That was like, that it was, was more, like 2011. Yeah, something like that. So it was kind of Twilight. like that. It was like Twilight and then One Direction um speaking of one direction super weird connection that I'm making in my head Mm -hmm. fan fiction did you ever read like twilight fan fiction I read a bit yeah I found most of the twilight ones weren't as well written for some reason like I read a lot I still do and I've read a lot of fan fiction in the past like for certain fandoms but I have to find ones that are well written but there's been I've read a few I read a few twilight ones I read ones for um I don't know a lot of the best written ones were Bella Edward and I wasn't in and I just 
didn't find that interesting so like I don't know like I, I never found them interesting but did you because I know there was Twilight there's the Twilight fan fiction and you're talking about One Direction fan fiction right those are kind of two different things for me because one's about real people and I'm like uh, yeah yeah I'm not keen on that necessarily um like I said I got into Twilight a little bit later just because I was a little too young when everything first mm-hmm. came out but I was curious about you or your fan fiction experience especially because you know like Fifty Shades of Grey it's like a Twilight yeah, fan Twilight. fiction, right. which is crazy, but obviously you can see it there because I feel like Christian Grey and whatever the girl's character are both super boring and Edward and Bella are kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my fan reading experience in general is like, I was reading a lot of fanfic at that time, but like not Twilight. Like I was literally reading like Disney Channel fix total drama and like those kind of yeah. shows, like where it's like kids shows but like the fan fiction was actually written pretty well because I guess like the adult fans were like wanted to do more with it like especially the cartoons like Kim Possible and all that they had really good fix mm-hmm. um so I just I don't know it's just maybe it wasn't even well written as I remember it was just like better stories or like more interesting stories yeah I feel but, that yeah I wasn't like I was into fan fiction but not Twilight fan fiction for the most part which is really weird oh I could go back on my old fanfiction.net site and see if I had any Twilight fix. <laughs> Yeah, I maybe read Twilight fan fiction. Like I said, there was like that summer where I was like, oh my gosh, like I am Bella because I am in a small town. Um, But yeah, I don't really think of any that really stand out to me because I was on the One Direction train like hard. So it was like One Direction fan fiction and maybe I'm exposing myself too much, but like Once Upon a Time fan fiction, ooh, girl, I was all over that. Okay, so I'm actually pulling up my old fanfic account right now just to see. So I may edit this part out um, if we don't find anything. But yeah, okay, so I didn't write any Twilight fanfiction. Um, let's see if I have any favorite stories. If I do, I'll just put this back on. Um, okay, yeah, it doesn't look like it. So yeah, sorry. Oh, oh found one. Okay. So I actually, this is where I'm going to cut back in. So Julia, cut back in here. So I actually just found a Twilight fanfic I read. And I recognize the author because he was a total drama author for the most part. Oh. But yeah, he read, it was just called Never Was a Mother. And it's just how Bella doesn't, okay, this is the description. It says, in honor of Mother's Day, Bella does not have the heart to attend Renesmee's wedding because she feels she was never her daughter's mother. Can Esme change her mind? So it wasn't a romantic fanfic. I just thought it was like a cool idea. I guess I, I remember this one. Yeah. So I found this one like I, I didn't write this it's saved under my favorites on one of my old fanfic accounts so that is cool so yeah I did read some Twilight fanfic I guess so that is neat so I will link the fanfic wherever I link things I don't know we're we haven't even launched this podcast when we're recording it yet so we don't know the, like the semantics or like how it's going logistics how it's going to work but yeah so I will link that because that is neat that um, is super yeah. cool and I think um what's so cool like speaking of fan fiction and you know the twilight universe and fandom at the time and honestly fandom now like fan fiction is alive and well we can we can talk about that um but uh like just the way that we can expand on the foundation that stephanie meyer created and take it into totally new and wonderful and you know it's fan fiction so not not so wonderful things at the same time like that is such a cool concept for a for a little it sound, sounded like a little one shot but also it could be like it an is. entire yeah it is it's just a little one shot and I like little one shots like that for all kinds of fandoms I write for just like or read for just little things and I tend to do like little one shots like that when I write 
too a lot of the time just like little ideas I want to see in canon that wouldn't happen that probably won't happen but I did and like I wrote fan fiction as a kid I write it now I'm not going to share my account or anything because like I just want to keep that separate from everything else I do <laughs> it's like a hobby thing and it's like for me and like working through things so I'm just gonna keep that separate but like that is kind of how I write and like I do find that interesting because I would read tons and tons of romantic fics and then I just found that one in there and that's just like a random one shot so like and it's cool because Twilight is so romance based you'd think I'd be reading more romantic stuff but I did like the other things and I did like the other characters too like like we've talked about Edward Jacob and Bella like Edward the vampire Jacob the werewolf or shapeshifter and Bella the human turned vampire but there's a lot of other cool characters like I'll, I think everyone no matter what side you were on you loved Alice right yes um, one who could show you was it reading minds or showing oh showing the future yes showing yeah the future. she could show the future she was like this little pixie girl kind of not a literal pixie but you know played by um what was her name her name Ashley something yeah I was like her name starts with an A Ashley Green yes who dated Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers so uh, that we mentioned this cool. so yeah Ashley Green yeah she was she played um Alice Cullen and she was really good like Esme like we said she was a cool character I liked Carlisle a lot I think with the new fandom a lot of people are into Carlisle I was just about to say that yes and like yeah so it's like everyone's coming back like it's now team Carlisle but not with Bella they just they just ship him with themselves I think um which is a different and I mean go for it yeah I'm really loving this whole resurgence of the Twilight fandom because I think back in the day you know we were kids we just were like yes like vampire romance will they won't they like honestly tropes that I I still like like yearning yes. like oh like, it's so good um and we love a slow burn but honestly Stephanie Meyer is just like the queen of like the slowest burns ever mm-hmm. but going back to like I I call it like a TikTok resurgence but I feel like it really happened at the beginning of quarantine in March 2020 People were stuck at home just trying to figure out what to do with themselves. And a lot of people went back to things that they enjoyed in their youth. And that was Twilight. So now people are talking about it through a modern lens. We're seeing the true issues (laughs) with the plot and characters and the way people were portrayed. And so I think that is something that's really cool, especially with TikTok, because, you know, it's a great platform for people's voices to be heard all different kinds of voices. Yeah. What's crazy is um, I just went and tried to find this YouTube video. This is from May, 2019. So like the the Twilight Renaissance started like a little bit before that, but like the TikTok thing made it explode, I think. Um, but it's called Twilight is Woke Now. It's by Strange Eons, one of my favorite YouTubers. And just going through Tumblr, she does a series called Tumblr Deep Dive. And like all the Twilight posts from now are like more recent. This is from almost three years ago now, but like it's similar to the posts are. And it's, yeah, it just goes through. It's like wholesome. It's fun. It's just people like looking back at their childhood or teenagehood or whatever. Um, yeah, and it's funny though, because like going through Twilight and like pointing out what was wrong with it, or whatever, and, like doing like actual analysis. And it's not like, not through a lens of, oh, I'm better than Twilight. Oh my gosh, like not through that anymore. Just like, oh yeah, wow, that was crazy, huh? Like more chill. Um, I feel like something similar happened with the show Glee, which was my obsession after Twilight. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know if I'm ready to go back and like be super, super critical. I was some somewhat critical of it at the time, of course, when things got weird. But um, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. But I want to do an episode on that, I think, at some point when I'm ready to do that. Because that would be amazing. I will definitely show. tune in. <laughs> yeah, with a lot of teenage stuff. Like, I'm sure people are going to be doing that with Riverdale soon. Um, 
people already are, but I mean, people who like watch it, I guess, I don't know, does anyone watch Riverdale unironically? I'm sure some people do, but like, <laughs> I feel like that's even crazier than anything Twilight or Glee did, but yeah, just like kind of cringy, but you know, yeah. I don't know. When and we I say it's harmless, I mean, sure. Like, I don't think people, people can't really go date vampires. So like, it's okay. Right, right. And I think something that's really interesting about Twilight fans now versus back then or people who aren't fans, I feel like back in 2008, 2010, 2012, it was like, I either love Twilight or I'm a hater of Twilight. But now I feel like, yeah, now I feel like you can be both. You can really love Twilight for what it was and how it made you feel, but you can also look at it from, you know, this modern lens, which you know, we're, <laughs> we just know what's going on a little bit more now yeah. these days, but we can look at it and be like, wow, this is really, really problematic. Um, and I think people are doing, yeah, the same with Glee. It's just taking it all with a grain of salt. And that's really yeah. hard. And not everybody can like take it in and digest it the same way. That's what's no. great about just the fandom in general. You can really find your place. What I also think about Twilight now is like people who hated it back then, like actually sat down and like watched it and be like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like, you know, like they don't take it seriously. Um, Like, I feel like it, like you said, very serious business, whether you loved it or hate it back then. And then even the people who love it were fighting with each other because of the ship wars. I lost a friend because of it, because my friend took it way too seriously. And she didn't want to be my friend anymore because I was trying to change her, like convert her to my side, even though I wasn't trying to do that. I'm like, what that? Yeah, like I never took it. I was like, you know, I never took it that seriously. Like I didn't want to stop being friends with people over it. But yeah, um, again, seeing it through a modern lens is super interesting. And I I love, again, that people can be fans, but also be like critical of it, mm-hmm. um, especially as Stephanie Meyer is working on a novel about Renesme and Jacob, mm-hmm. which is... I I don't know how to feel about it like 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 you said like kind of a interesting weird dynamic in the Twilight universe pointed out that in the book this was just this was they sort of I don't want to say if they got away with it or not like your mileage may vary but they did say like they like he need he's gonna be like Jacob who is imprinted on Renesmee she's his soulmate from like when she was born um he's going to be whatever she needs him to be at the time and feel about her. So he doesn't feel yeah. in love with her already as a baby. I feel like we should point that out. Yeah. Um, he feels very protective over her and whatever. And then as she grows up, he will turn out to love her. But like, he does not feel that way about her right now. This is not actual pedophilia, I don't think. Um, it's really weird and creepy kind of, but like, it's yeah. not, especially because he was like dating her mom. I think that's the worst part of it. Yeah. I mean, um and like his, there's this weird part in the last book where edward's like he has to awkwardly calls jacob his son and i'm like no 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 this is too weird like they were literally fighting over bella like um a tiktoker the last book and now they're like yeah yeah <laughs> well a tiktoker pointed out too um i think her name is elizabeth i think like her username is like twilight talks or something like that um but she pointed out that the series the four books takes place in less than two years and edward is gone for like six or eight months of all of that yeah i do think they get married in the last book by the way like when bella's 18 or whatever so she can become a vampire or whatnot and then she has like a kid right after that so yeah i do think they got married too fast probably and they had like they probably yeah it was they it all happened way too fast i think um and you know again at the book um but yeah, I think, I don't know. Do we think that girls and women mostly, I mean, gay men too, I guess, but like, do we think people took 
the messages of like the relationship let's talk the relationship between Edward and Bella and, Bella and like tried to have that in real life with like let's get married real fast or whatever let's like obsess over someone so deeply like Bella becomes very depressed in the second book mm-hmm. when Edward goes away and it turns out it's to her it's to protect her but yeah, it's, it's super interesting because, you know, during the time that the books were coming out, I feel like at least in the U.S., um, like our president, President Bush at the time was really pushing the abstinence education in schools. Um, and Stephanie Meyer herself is slash was Mormon. I'm not really sure what her affiliation is now, um, but she was really like pushing that agenda within Bella and Edward, like Bella and Edward couldn't have sex because Edward was so strong it would kill it would kill Bella so it like pushed that agenda they do it anyway before she becomes a vampire spoilers Sorry. yeah but they're married so the absolute yeah. oh yeah they're married is, so it's fine yeah. it's, even though it hurts it's fine but so it's like was it really because of that or was it because they had to be married first? exactly although in the third book I think Bella was like she wanted to have sex before they were married and then Edward insisted they didn't mm-hmm. because reasons. so it's like mm-hmm. so yeah. I guess that's why yeah that makes sense I forgot about that so yeah I guess that's why they married so young um and also Bella didn't want to like age and be older than no but like that's what yeah because he didn't want to turn into a vampire until they were married either so was that supposed to be a metaphor for sex too I mean real sex happens in the book so I don't know um yeah (laughs) probably it's 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 all a metaphor really (laughs) yeah again like it was like it was this weird thing it was this very sexual like overtone series but like it was appealing to people of like you know like the twilight moms as well like the and a lot of them were more conservative women just like obsessing I guess they it was like their outlet because if they were unsatisfied with their husband maybe I mean I'm sure a lot of them were just having fun I'm just saying um so yeah (laughs) yeah I'm sorry I'm so awkward this episode I don't know why I'm sorry you guys listening if anyone's listening no I love this discussion this is great I mean these are I mean going back to like what 2010 me this is a really awkward conversation but obviously I'm a lot older now and <laughs> can talk about it a little bit more I guess a mess. and I'm still in but like less of when I can appear respectable in public now but that's all I'm gonna say about that um what else about Twilight um so yeah uh just like what are some other like iconic moments from Twilight? Just so we like the fandom or the stuff itself, like just how crazy it is and it gets. Um, there's one that kind of stands out for me, but I want to know what you think. That is such a good question. I feel like there are really so many iconic moments. I mean, we already talked about the Team Edward, Team Jacob thing, and people toting around their their t-shirts and their merch. Um, as for the movies, I just feel like watching them. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call this like an iconic moment. I guess it's just my thoughts of watching it. I watched them a year ago. Um, like how awful Bella is as a character. Like, I think that my friends and I were watching together and we were trying to decide like team Edward, team Jacob. And at the end of the four movies, we were like team anti-Bella, like, <laughs> which, which is awful because oh. we would have rooted for her the whole time. But honestly, if, okay. So here's another thing. If Twilight was a thing now, people would be shipping Edward and Jacob. That'd be the main ship probably. Oh yeah, 100%. And have I seen that online? Yes. People are like- Because like, again, like a lot of like like mainstream like things where people really want like, they really want gay reps. So they do like gay shipping and they, I'm sure they're legit shipping, but they also want rep like is a big thing now too. Um, and that became like a big thing. I feel like around, right around Twilight was ending. So yeah, I didn't really see a lot of Edward Jacob trippers, but yeah, that'd be huge now. I guarantee it. Um, that would all yeah that would just be a thing um what's your iconic moment so what you said about Bella though because it's interesting because you said you saw yourself in Bella like I think Bella was meant to be like this kind of empty shell 
to, for like the reader to identify with. And so, yeah, that's kind of explained to yeah. like, very passive and just like not having much of a personality and just like being there and whatever, and just kind of experiencing things. And like, she's kind of like the vessel for the reader. I never thought of it that way, but that, wow. Yeah, that's so true. Um, What's your iconic moment? Okay, so my iconic moment, like, I didn't realize this, I guess. Um, It was this iconic, because I guess my theater wasn't like this, but so Lindsay Ellis, a a former YouTuber now, still an author, she does a lot of, she did a lot of cool videos about um, media and everything. She did some Twilight ones. So one Twilight one she did, like, when Breaking Down Part 2 came out. So in Breaking Down Part 2, at the end of the book, um it's the vampires and the werewolves like team up against the evil vampires to protect Bella and the baby and Edward and everybody um and there's these evil vampires that are there they basically just talk for a while and then they're like okay well the baby isn't dangerous because they thought the baby was gonna be dangerous and then they leave so in the movie they like have a fight scene like this does not happen in the book like they have things like characters die oh, it goes yeah. crazy and it's like wild apparently people were screaming in the theater like this did not happen in my theory I feel robbed of this experience um but like, yeah, it's different than the book. Like they wanted to add some action, I guess. And then um, at the end, like Alice, who shows vision of the future, like you see, it's a vision of the future. It's like, that's what will happen if you don't leave us alone or whatever. So like some people, like, I don't know, some some people like Lindsay, who's a bit more like critical of like the media and Twilight and stuff is like, she's like, she wishes that was the actual canon thing because there were actual consequences and like people really died because like no one really dies in Twilight or anything yeah. like that. It's just kind of like, you know, stuff happens like, the consequences are all very like romantic based and whatever it's yeah. not like death although I mean like Edward almost dies a couple of times I think and so does Bella like they're trying to save Bella's life but no one actually dies um yeah. I think some of the evil vampires did like in the earlier ones but that's it so yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember seeing that in theaters and your reaction to that at all? I, I don't um but I remember I remember watching it but I honestly don't know if I I saw any of them in theaters now that I'm thinking about it I think it was okay. all I saw all of them except the first one in theaters. Okay. But I do remember like seeing Carlisle's like head in like the hand of a Volturi and being like, oh my gosh. That was kind of scary for me. Yeah. Um, and then like other characters, I think like either, yeah, I think Jasper died. Um, well, let's talk about Jasper and how he was a Confederate soldier. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So this is another part of Twilight I wanted to mention. Um, so in the third book, you get a lot of the backstory of the other vampires. You get, um, like Edward and Edward's siblings, we call them, even though they're not actually siblings, they're just, um, they have like the parents, Carlisle and Esme, who are like, who are older when they became vampires. And they have like the kids, like the teenagers who were like younger when they became vampires. So there's Edward and then there's Alice and Jasper who are a couple and Emmett and Rosalie who are a couple. And they all have like their backstories and a like they're more interesting than what Twilight was actually about. Like any of those right. could have been books and they would have been amazing. Right. That was like the whole thing. So like, yeah, what did you think of that? Do you remember any of those stories that like appealed to you? Or um, I remember Rosalie's, um, like more specifically from the movie, just because that was like super emotional. And I know they made her out to be just like this horrible character at the beginning, but seeing, you know, her transformation, she was attacked um, by men and she had like always wanted to be a mother and like when she turned into a vampire that was ripped away from her so seeing her step into that like aunt role for Renesmee was really cool um but then yeah Jasper's 
E. Somebody pointed this out on TikTok. I'm I'm referencing TikTok so much, but that's really. I don't really remember too much about Jasper, so go ahead. So basically, he was a soldier for the Confederate Army during the Civil War, obviously, because that's the only time the Confederacy was ever a thing in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, And some ladies like turned him into a vampire, and so he was fighting for the Confederate Army, but as a vampire. Um, And then. they don't really explain how he came to find the Collins. I don't think if I'm wrong, oh, whoops. Um, wow. <laughs> but yeah, no so that bad now and how Phantom's going. Was, see, that's a good thing. I think that people pointed it as problematic. Yeah. Like, like why are we talking about, why are we giving sympathy to a Why do vampires sparkle? Oh my God. That's like my least favorite argument. Right? If vampires are real, why do you care if they sparkle? They still have like, they still drink blood in this series and whatever. Like that makes me. Right. Right. That mad over that aspect. Um, it's like, like go in comic book movies and get mad at characters power changed or something or like go added right so uh, yeah definitely talking about jasper is like a big thing because i don't know that like really wasn't relevant to his story at all and somebody on tiktok was like who do you think like if he worked for the confederate army or if he was a confederate who do you think he whose blood do you think he was drinking and it was like yee like <laughs> you think you can put the you say, who do you think stephanie meyer was rooting for oh my god i'm sorry okay here is no this is good who stephanie meyer was rooting for like as in team edward or team jacob no as in like the confederates oh shit <laughs> i don't know if i'm allowed to I say mean, that edward. okay i might be kidding this up, but obviously she was rooting for edward because that's what happened at the canon ending yeah and <laughs> like her like inspiration for twilight was a dream where she was bella and a lot of Although- tiktokers are like she's in love with edward Good. here's a point though because jacob and the other members there's like a they have a they're like um they're indigenous people they have like a community i forgot what their names it starts with a q i forgot how to pronounce it um but yeah they were not white they were people of color so hmm again hmm just how she portrays them it's okay i'm gonna cut this whole part out i'm sorry i'm being crazy no you're totally I'm good on the podcast after this wait you what I'm doing a whole nother one after this too. I don't know what I'm going to be saying about those. Like we're talking about Pocahontas and Disney movies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but you're right with Stephanie Meyer's like representation of people of color. Um, like most of like the good, all of the good, va- good vampires are white in the film. Oh, and yeah, there was like one black vampire. And he back- died and he was a bad guy. And then with Jacob's tribe, like, she represents all of them as you know like aggressive and oh yeah I mean yeah yeah I just think that she relied heavily on stereotypes there and I think that is bad (laughs) I'll say it here it's bad romantic acts like the romantic aspects here but like there's a lot of other stuff we should be questioning in Twilight I feel like it's not that like ask the real questions people so anything else you want to say on twilight i feel like we've talked about quite a bit we've hit all like the big points yeah i mean i'd say my concluding words are the way we love twilight changed and i think that's really cool because we don't really i mean nowadays we really do with the the power of the internet we go back to things that we loved but i think seeing it through a modern lens is really cool we can still appreciate it but we can still criticize it Yep, exactly. So with that, um, thank you so much for joining us today, Elizabeth. This was really fun, really embarrassing for me. Um, But yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 
Big thank you, Elizabeth, for coming on this episode. You can follow her at Elizabeth Fife um, in the description. We will link that on Twitter. And you can also follow her work at BoardwalkTimes.com. Follow more of our work at the Cosmic Circus. Um, we got podcasts, we got TikTok, we got articles, of course, lots of scoops. So lots of good stuff there. And thank you, and we hope you had a great Valentine's Day or just a great day in general.